Well, it's Christmas Eve. For some of you, you didn't think you were going to make it this far. The week, the month, has been anything but restful for you. And you've been just crawling these last few hours to get here. For some of you, your day hasn't ended and you're already starting to check your clock to see when's this going to be over and when can we do the next thing. But again, tonight I want to invite you to take this moment and to come to the manger. I have here a nativity scene. This is the preschool rendition of the nativity scene. How many of you have a nativity scene in your house somewhere? Put it up your hand. How many of you have more than one nativity scene in your house? Put up your hand. Now I know that some people who just put up their hand, like your whole house is covered in nativity scenes. It's okay. Admittance is the first step. (laughs) We often see nativity scenes at this time of year. How often, though, do we actually look at the nativity scene? But you say, but Brian, I know who's there. And you might. We have Mary and Joseph. But look closer. Mary, a teenage girl who is simply trying to do God's will, scared, for all extents and purposes alone, other than her fiancé who has no midwife training whatsoever. Not in the comfort of their home, not surrounded by friends and family, alone with the animals about to give birth, about to receive their son. More than that, about to receive the Son of God. We have the shepherd and the angel. We can remember the story where the angel comes to these shepherds with a great message. But do you remember what the message is? I bring joy that will be for all people. Today, in the town of David, A Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This is good news of great joy. And it came to lowly shepherds. Smelly, lonesome shepherds out in the fields. And yet they are part of our nativity scene. Then we have the wise men. The story of the wise men is one that we sometimes forget to read at Christmas. We didn't read it tonight. It's in the book of Matthew. But it's this story, beautiful, beautiful story. We often look at the gifts, but I want to invite you to look deeper at the men who traveled from afar. At the men who were from a different country, a different religion, a different culture. 
They travel from Persia because they're from the Zoroastrian religion where they look at the stars, where they follow the stars. That's what guides their life. And yet God, the God who is stepping into the world in Jesus, wanted them to be part of his story wanted them to be part of what he was doing because what he was doing went beyond one culture, went beyond one region, stretched across the world. That's so much more interesting than the gifts that they bring. God stepping into the world and he invites the weak He invites the lonely. He invites the poor. He invites the rich. He invites the alien and the stranger to come and to be there when he enters the world. The world that he had made. Look closely at the nativity scene and you may miss something. We see the people who are there But what about the people who aren't? What about those who weren't there that night? If you've ever read through one of the Gospels, if you've ever listened to the story of Jesus, you know that he had a heart for everyone. You will see him time and time and time again at the table, surrounded by a mix of people. There will be prostitutes and tax collectors and the religious elite all at the table. And in fact, the religious elite are so perturbed with Jesus because these others have been invited as well. He's continually asked, why do you eat with such people? Why do you associate with such people? Why didn't you come just for us? Just for those of us who have it all together. Just for those of us who would be expecting you. And Jesus' answer is an amazing one. He says it's not those who are healthy who need a doctor. But those who are sick. It's not those who think that they're powerful who are going to embrace me, but the weak. It's not those who think that they have it all together, but those who know that they have nothing, that they've broken it all. Those are the ones that have embraced Jesus and his message. When I look at the whole gospel, when I look at the whole life and story of Jesus, I come to a conclusion. My guess is that there were others who were invited to the manger that night. Maybe there were some politicians who were invited to the manger, but they were simply too busy. Maybe there were some of the religious leaders who were invited to the manger. They thought... I'm going to get my robes all messy if I go there. Maybe there were some aristocrats who were invited to the manger. But they thought the invitation must have been wrong. 
The Son of God wouldn't be born in a stable. The Son of God would be born in a palace. So they chose not to come. The fact is, the ones we see at the manger, the ones we celebrate in our nativity scenes, the ones that we hear about in our gospel stories, were the ones who were willing to follow Jesus, to follow what God was doing, to humble themselves enough to walk in that night, and to sit and to kneel in a manger full of straw with a baby in it. It's an amazing thing. And as I think about this, as I reflect on it, it makes me ask myself, would I have gone that night? Would I have gone to the manger? Would I have humbled myself to see what God was doing. Now there are some of you today who have come to the manger, who have come here tonight to kneel at the manger and to worship the God who steps into the world in humble ways. And there are probably some of us today who got dragged here, who got coerced here, and who think, I don't want to kneel in a manger. I don't know what's on that ground. I want to tell you tonight that there is room at the manger for you. There is room at the manger for you. And at the manger, you will find God. Come to earth. God, come in flesh to be with you. To reconcile you back into a relationship with himself. There is space at the manger for you. But the door to the stable is low. You need to humble yourself to get in. Now, for those of you who have come to the manger before, who have knelt and have worshipped the God who comes into our mess, who comes into our brokenness, I want to ask you a question. This Christmas, have you taken time at the manger? Have you taken time to sit at the feet of Jesus and to reflect on the beauty and the wonder and the awe of it all? Or have you simply been running from one place to another to another and you've missed the entire thing? If that's you, I understand. I can relate. I've had those Christmases where I get to January and I go, oh, I survived it. But I want to tell you, friends, there's much more to, than simply surviving. There's worshiping. 
There's reflecting. There's sitting in awe in the presence of God. And I want to tell you right now, today I was running. I was running from one place to another to another. And I needed to take some time and just sit. Sit at the manger. Sit with God and reflect. And if that's you tonight, if you've been running, I want to tell you that there's room on the manger tonight for you. There's room at the manger for you to sit and to reflect and to be in awe. Tomorrow will come as soon as it comes anyway. Tonight, let us sit in awe. Let us sing in awe. Let us proclaim that the God who stepped into our world, stepped into our mess, has never left. That he continues to be with us. He continues to be in our mess. He continues to want to be in your life. And he wants time with you right now. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to stand and sing. And as we sing these last couple songs, I want to just invite you not to just sing the words. They're words you know already. But to really be in the presence of God. To reflect on the words as you sing them. To proclaim them to the one who hears you. Let us come to the manger tonight. Let us be in his presence. Let's pray. Father God, thank you. Thank you that you sent your son into this world. Thank you that you came into this world so frail, so humble, that you call us to be with you, that you call us to the manger, that you call us to come and to sit and to wonder, to be in reverence before you. Lord, you are here tonight. In the swirl and the busyness of life, you are here. And so we just take a minute in silence and we just sit, we reflect and we ponder, and we put ourselves at the foot of that manger. We thank you. And Lord, we celebrate you. We celebrate today your birth. We celebrate today your coming to us. We thank you, Lord. We give you the awe and the honor and the worship and the praise tonight as we sing these songs. In Jesus' name, amen.